Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Welcome back, all you fellow Z Warriors. This is Comic Zone Presents Dragon D's Balls. I'm Vince, joined by my two good friends here, Mike and Ted. We're just tugging on our dendays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get that little green alien. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us tonight. You would probably recognize her from the Frieza episode we did, my lovely wife, Chelsea. Hello, lovelies. <laughs> What's Welcome. going on? We just watched Battle of the Gods, the Dragon Ball Z super long movie that I don't... Or Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Ball, Ball Super. <laughs> super, yep. my bad. Yeah. Dragon Ball Super. Uh, that's super, super long. Yeah. It was yeah, way hour 45. I remember. Yeah. So, what'd you guys think? Before we get into anything, like first reaction, one out of ten. Chelsea, go. Hmm. I'd say I'd probably give it about a six, to be honest. And what? maybe, and, and I think for me, and I know we'll get into it, obviously, but I have watched the show itself probably about three or four times now, you know, and there's just things about it that I like better in the show versus the movie. But, you know, that's just my opinion, and we'll get into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Ted. I'd give it like a 7.5. Like, I really liked it. I think I liked it Man, better these are than, lower scores than I would have thought. No, so I liked it better than the show overall, but there's definitely some pieces in the show that I thought were better. Yep. Vince? You know, I'll give it a seven. I I really liked it, but... Cluffy's going to be sucking Dende here in a second. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, though, I'm... Okay, I would do, I'd do eight. I'll do eight. I'll, I'll be. Uh, you're doing that out of pity. I don't want your fucking. Yeah, you're giving, you're giving, giving a pity. You, I don't want pity your point, pity dude. fucking score. That's a pity point. But pity no, yeah, off. I, I just honestly, <laughs> I agree with those two though. I mean, there are th- some things this movie does way better than the show, but then there is also things that I just didn't really like compared to the show. I think those are actually fair scores if we're doing like a comparison, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, like purely based on like just the movie, I'd give it a higher score. But knowing that we're comparing it to the show this episode. Right, yeah. and we've all seen the show probably so, a few times at least before yeah, we've section, watched I think this. I've seen right, three. Right. Yeah. I've seen it, yeah, maybe three times. Yeah, I watched two the sub times? one and then the I'd say one like, twice. yeah, like three and two. like a half maybe, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I would give it a higher, like as an overall movie, but... In the in the uh, spirit of what we're trying to do, I think seven or eight is a decent score. Because, yeah, like definitely. you said, it's better in more ways. Well, I don't know about you, what you were saying. Like, you like it better in the show. I Ted, do, yeah. Ted gave a little higher score, and he likes more about the movie than the show, but there are parts of the show that are better. Is that the same thing for you? Yeah, the same thing for me, because if I was rating the movie just by itself, honestly, I'd give it like a nine. But comparing it to the show, seven. Yeah, See, I'd so, probably give it about, yeah, like about an eight, probably, if I had just watched it by I think, itself. I think all that's fair. And yeah. and in, in I would probably give it a... Um, an eight compared to the show right yeah because there's reasonable. more about the so, movie that i like 
than the show, but I can see the parts where the show's better. I am excited to hear what you guys think is better about the show. Yeah, I've got a few specific points. Same. I, I do, I too. I yep. figured. Because, yep. I mean, we were kind of talking about shit during the movie, and we're like, I'm like, oh. Stop like, maybe talking. we should have just, like, turned the movie down, watched it, and, like, talked about it while the movie was on or something. I don't know. Because we made a lot of really good points, like, during the movie, too. Yeah, which is fine. We'll remember yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I'm excited that we can just, like, yeah. sit and talk about it now. So before we continue, let's go around and do the same thing, but for the show, the same section. Like, what score would you give the show for that section? Okay, well, then it's Would you score be... higher or lower than the movie is kind of the point. Doesn't it got to be... I mean, it's got to be like a five or a four, right? Not necessarily. If you, if like, going... I'd still give the show like a solid like six or seven for the same section. Oh, shit. I would give the show... Okay, if we're not yeah, inc- yours is if be... we're not including all the filler BS that they have, I would say yes. I'd probably score the show like eight and a half, nine for me. To be completely honest, okay. so I'm like the Fair. show by itself, I would give a higher score. Like yeah, like eight, maybe nine, but comparing it to the movie, I would give it a slightly lower score than the movie. Of about a like a six and a half to a seven, and that's where you're wrong, sir. That's okay. You can be, <laughs> be delusional all you want. Okay. Bam. Hey, um, I'm not living in denial. I'm in the United States. Okay, like uh, uh, yeah. United uh, States of confusion. That's all right. You're you're good. Once again, getting it live and hot, <gasps> fresh here on Dragon D's balls. So where do we start? Like somebody kick her off i didn't like, even give my score yet you oh, didn't yes, even give you your did. score yet for the show for just, the show yeah oh, you guys sh- haven't for the show okay i'd give it an eight okay show yeah eight yeah one uh, point higher well i love all of it so it's hard for me to score one below the other you know right yeah i mean i i guess as i listen to your guys's answers and like the reasoning it like kind of mutates my Kind of how you view things once so, you hear. I mean, I kind of like. I kind of agree. Like, yeah, probably like a eight, like around the same. I think they're very good, both of them. So right. probably like the same score, like an eight. Yeah, neither is bad. No, you know neither I mean? one of them are no, bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not like oh, this is like a cheap in- imitation of what happened in the show. Like you're not thinking that at all. No, no definitely not. And like, the show has the more fillery type stuff. Most um, just kind of overall, like you have the filler stuff, like the comedies in there. Uh, but then there's also the show's a lot more drawn out. So you get a lot more of the drama, too. Yeah. Which is one of my specific call outs for the show in the show's favor is it does the drama and the build up considerably better, which is to be expected. You know, it's like, what, 20 ish episodes, maybe 25 is what we're covering in the movie. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like 20 to 25. It's got to be around that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And and touching on the the whole drama aspect of it, one point that I would like to make between the show and the movie was that everybody was so much more fearful of Beerus in the show. I, I felt like in the movie it was almost downplayed more, whereas in the show everybody's way more terrified of him and, and you, you realize the full extent of his power. Whereas I feel like the show is a little more blah or the movie is a little more blase about it. Like, Oh, he's a God of destruction, but 
let's battle bitches you know and and in the show everybody's terrified because they realize what he can do to them well i i agree and disagree on that one like in the show there's definitely a lot more of that fear factor and a lot more of the drama around who beerus is but i think he actually displays his power better in the movie yeah that's one point that i wanted to make is like just from the beginning before they even go to earth you get a real sense of like out of any of the gods that you've seen previous the way just the way that Whis and Beerus carry themselves how casually they use their power uh you know what i mean and it's clear that they're insanely strong and like you know what i mean just they carry themselves like they seem like gods like Fair. supreme kai maybe kind of seemed like a god king kai i guess could you know what i mean but Th- they wouldn't strike guys, me as gods right but these guys, they really seem like like gods. But, right. So, but, but think back Kai... to the time of their in- introductions, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, if you think about, like, think forward to the end of Super, you start to kind of feel the same way about Beerus. Like, he's definitely a god. But there are those, like, Xenosama and the angels that are so much more powerful than him that he's, like, middle management. Which is how we feel at the beginning of the show. It's about how you feel about like King Kai and the Supreme Kai and the Grand Kai. They're like middle management, right? Whereas Beerus is like this pinnacle at this point. But you don't really know about Whis yet. Until like the very end when you see him like well, hit see, here's Beerus. But that's like the only time that you get a flash of Whis's power. Right. So like in context, at the time that you're watching it, Beerus is like this pinnacle. And that's how we're feeling about it. And that's how it's presented. But as time goes on, you find out that he is not the pinnacle and not even close to the pinnacle. That's just kind of the. Well, I was just saying, that's just. Yeah, that's the vibe of the show because you have, you know, like when you start Dragon Ball Z, you have Frieza who you think, oh, he's the worst baddie there is. But then you come to find out there's Cell and then there's Majin Buu. So that's kind of the style of the show is you. Well, not only. Everybody you think is strong, there's somebody out there much stronger than they are. And not only just like Cell. Uh, Frieza, Cell, and Boo, but like the people that led up to them and the people in between, like so before yeah, Majin like Boo, you, right? Well, not even that, but the Ginyu Force, and yeah. then like well, there's the Ginyu or the androids. Uh, even exactly. before you get to Cell, they're terrified it's, of it's them. It's always a ladder or a staircase, you know, up to the big bad guy. Yeah, and <clears throat> this movie, or like. I just think it's interesting that you finally start to see, like, that they are, like, the oh, these dudes are, like, legit, like, fucking gods, like, on a whole nother fucking level of power. Right. You know? Well, and talking about the differences and things like that, the first big one I noticed was um, with King Kai telling Goku <coughs> right away after Elder Kai talks to him. Um, about Beerus, whereas in the show, you know, they kind of, they're trying to keep it from Goku, and, you know, it's up until Beerus and Whis are almost there that then King Kai tells him about Beerus. So how yeah, do you guys not, even, think, not even intentionally. Yeah, how do you guys think that compares? So I think that is purely expedience for the movie's sake. Exactly. I was going to say, I like, I like the show 
better in the fact that they're like we got a little hi-. more depth well and they're like we gotta hide this from goku right because we know him we know his mo he's gonna want to fight him like that that's a bad idea i kind of like how they're more just fearful of goku getting involved more so than even like beerus's power itself you know they're like we can't let this well idiot- we can't let this fucker set him off yes exactly right, yeah, like he's yeah. an idiot we can't let him interfere so i liked that part of the show better than where they just tell him in the movie which i get what you're saying that they, they were trying to expedite it you know we, right, we got to yeah. get through it but I'm I right like that aspect you. of the show, though. I mean, oh, yeah, it's probably the, what makes the show better in general, right? Like, the movie's great. We're not saying it sucks. Right, yeah, no, the movie's it's a fantastic great. movie. But it's like the expedience, like having to rush through the story when you lose a lot of that comedy, a lot of, like, story. and The buildup and the drama is the biggest thing that you feel. I think that's opinion. a big difference Agreed. between, like, Dragon Ball Z and Super, by the way, is, like, the heavy comedy in Super, at least at the beginning. And you like, know, it I, is super funny at the beginning. Yeah. The it is funny, which is kind of that nice <clears throat> juxtaposition between... You know, our world could possibly be destroyed. Yeah, it <laughs> but did. here's some comedy thrown into right, it. You know, yeah. we'll make it a little light. <laughs> well, just the whole situation's hilarious. Like Majin Buu, that feels very like critical. That's not funny at all. Cell, that's not funny. Frieza, that's not funny. There's funny little parts, well, but like, like the whole, just the whole thing behind beers, it's pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally pudding. it's food, and I love that. He, like he's just so food motivated like that's that's just kind of his jam you know and and i find that hilarious versus like well just like you know, a real cat yes exactly just like a real cat like he's not gonna go destroy this world just because he's a destroyer like you've annoyed him he didn't get his pudding and he's gonna throw a tantrum and destroy it you know think about it from the perspective of an immortal though like he like that argument that he has with uh gotenks like he's talking about, like, you know, to you, it's not a big deal. You get this all of the time. Yeah. But, like, you're essentially, like, their entire lifespan is like a blink of an eye for Beerus. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yep. thousands of years old, right? And never had pudding. Right. And <laughs> we get his point of view. I, you were we, like, we totally right there understand. with Beerus. I felt that. That right I felt was that too. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's the thing. I'm like, going to make a TikTok out of that, and it's going to have like really meaningful music around it. And yeah. then me fucking sitting in my underwear with pudding everywhere. <laughs> it's been a long For you, day. licking the lid. You always have pudding. You can get it anytime. <laughs> yeah. I've never. No, but legit, like that. that's their perspective. It's like they. They live to enjoy these little blips. Yeah, because here they and probably there. can't enjoy a lot. Right. right. Yeah, and exactly. So, like, so something like them? that is so like, that's why like food is their big thing. They're like, yeah. we are the foodies of the DBZ world. Like if they had Instagrams, that's all you would see is all the different plates of the universes. You know? Beerus, yeah. Beerus posing with some fucking chopsticks and sushi. Exactly. He actually fights everyone with chopsticks. Yeah, which is that dope. Was, that was pretty dope. I enjoyed that. Yeah, he that part was everybody's cool. ass, man. That like, part was cool. Well, yeah, that part beerish. was cool. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like that—that that is one thing kind of lacking from the show because I don't think he whoops like Tien's ass or I can't remember. I don't think he does. Well, and no, so, because no, he, he dodges wasn't. Goku for for almost the entirety of their fight until right. he becomes a Super Saiyan God, and then just those two go at it. You know, nobody else. 
can compare to Beerus's power. Other than Vegeta. Vegeta for well, a minute. other than the Vegeta for a minute, but yeah, we'll get there. Hold on, I know we're getting a little. I was far. just yeah. fucking foreshadowing. Well, let's um step back. So like, uh, we get back to Goku's on uh, King Kai's planet. They're fucking around. Meanwhile, everyone having a party. is at Bulma's birthday party. What's the big difference between the show and birth and in the movie there? Oh well, you know, in One the show them. they're on a boat. Yep. Yeah, they're on and a giant the movie, cruise liner. They're mm-hmm. on like a little island. And also they're waiting for a long time for Vegeta. And like Bulma decides to leave because he doesn't right? Or who are they waiting on? It's Goku, right? They're waiting on Goku and Vegeta. <gasps> Bulma calls Vegeta while he's training. And she gets pissed that he's not there, so she, you know, essentially like, screw you. I'm yeah, so interesting call out while we're in the moment, like at that thing. So in the show, like, yeah, it's the Bulma thing, right? In the movie, it is King Kai contacting Vegeta in the middle of his training. Yeah, that's and true. And being like, hey, bro, some shit's going down. Keep your mouth shut. And fucking Vegeta, the way he talks to him, this better be pretty damn good. Yeah, that was, that was a fucking great line. <laughs> yeah. Like talking to a god. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, like and, and King Kai has to be like, disdain. hey. He's just like, yeah, and King Kai just me. brushes it off and keeps going. He's, he's not even like, because he knows you, Vegeta's just full of attitude. That's why he's like, cut the crap. Like, he's this like, is what serious. What do you need, fucker? Well, because he knows <laughs> the gods at this point to them are a joke, right? Yeah. Because like any, the Supreme Kai's can't fuck with them. King Nobody. Kai definitely couldn't. No way. Yeah, like the Dude, Grand Kai. The Supreme so, Kai's had to go get the Saiyans to defeat Majin Buu. Yeah, they they, they had to watch somebody else. The gods had to watch a mortal defeat the biggest threat to the universe. Exactly. Like, and power scaling wise, like think about the fact that the original Kid Buu, like when he came in, like he whooped the fuck out of a bunch of Supreme Kai's. Like he was fucking them all oh, yeah. up. Oh yeah. So like Goku and Vegeta's power. At the time that they kill Majin Buu, it's so far above the Kais, it's insane. That's Which the... just blows my mind, because they make the Kais, you know, seem out to be these these great, powerful beings. And it's like, they aren't shit. They just hang around their little planets I with their little fusion have, earrings. I think they have their standouts throughout time, just like Saiyans do. Right. So, like uh, Zamasu, for example, he was exceptionally strong for a Supreme Kai. Right, but still like on not... his own, not on Goku's level, though. Right, but he was like way stronger than Earth's, like Goku's universe's Supreme Kai. Correct. Yeah, like Definitely. by far. Azamasu is from what ten? No, seven or wherever. No, where was he from? I think it was from ten. I don't know. We're not there yet. That's not the point. <laughs> Just the point is they have their standouts too that are exceptional. Yeah. Zamasu is from 10, Why by you the way. Me off the Google, I fucking remember the that Google big trivia queen bitch and I haven't watched here. it in a while. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of me. You, I want you right? to be proud of me, too. He was right? Yeah. Yes, 10. he was oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm proud of you, nice. too, Ted. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> well, fuck, I didn't. I'm just saying, is it? Because Zamasu is the evil one that's with Goku Black, correct? Yeah. Yes, hey. okay. Hey, it's fucking spoilers. What the hell? Yeah, well, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this podcast, then yeah, pause it. You're, you should yeah, probably pause now. Go watch after it. After we've said it. Yeah. I and highly, I highly doubt anyone listening to this hasn't seen all this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. You and, know what I mean? And if you haven't, you're stupid for listening too early. Yeah. So, like, 
Maybe start at point A. Because we're spoiling. Here's the spoiler sound. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me Man, having my sexy same noises. Ted, do it. Now. Nah, I'm good. Fuck up. Oh. Uh, Why is he so lame? I don't know. It's in my yeah. DNA. He was probably yeah. born that <laughs> way. Yeah, we'll go with that. Kay. It's in my DNA. I was just born lame. Boring. Anyway. You're on the right track, baby. I'm, I'm real. Plain. You're born this way. <laughs> Where are we at on the? So <laughs> right after King Kai's planet, probably. <clears throat> no, we're getting into the fight with Beerus, right? No. Yeah. Like we were just talking about Vegeta getting warned by King Kai. Well, well I know we can that, come though. back around to Goku fighting. Well, Beerus we do the need to come back around. around because. Oh yeah. Because there's important shit there. Because we talked is. about like. The comparison last, I think last episode we talked, or we've talked. No, about not the it last one, but the boohoo episode. Remember the final Dragon Ball Z episode? And we were talking about how close in strength is Super Saiyan three to Super Saiyan God, and it's not even close at all. No, right. not, not even a little not bit. Like not much. even a little bit. No, no. and then. Later on, well, I'll get there, but the point is, is like, how, how did Vegeta get to Super Saiyan God? Yeah, I'd like a movie for that, please. Without doing what Goku had to do, because like doing it and then later he can fight uh, without it. Which means when he is Super Saiyan God again later, he's even stronger. Right. 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 Yeah, there's some. There's so, some like, other how did Vegeta make that jump? Is like, of co- okay, yeah, he went and trained with Whis. Right. I was gonna say that's a ba- that's basically all you got is that he went and trained with Whis and we. He did that mental training where he learned to calm his energy and control it better. But I mean, that kind of makes sense because when we talk about Vegeta throughout the whole series, he's always just a step or half a step behind Goku. That's what I was just going to say. He's got to work twice as hard. So with him, like Goku, sometimes it kind of seems like his power just fucking comes naturally and then boom. Whereas Vegeta has always got to work for it. So I think that I kind of like it. I think it makes sense. I agree with that. You Mm -hmm. know, like... For him to not go through that transformation and work even harder to obtain Super Saiyan God, I like that idea because Vegeta has had to do that his whole time with like training with Goku. It is more within his care. He wouldn't. He would, as much as Goku hated, you know, having to rely on everyone else to achieve that. I think Vegeta would have hated it more. Well, yeah, but yeah. there's a call out there too because they do that in the movie, but not in the show. Yes, and we were gonna. I was gonna say you made a point. Is like they didn't really talk about this, but the whole time, at least in the beginning of Beerus and uh, Goku's fight, yeah, in the they movie. are yeah in mm-hmm. the movie they're talking a lot about how Goku is not happy with the fact that he needed to rely on everyone to get that. Well, right. no, it, it wasn't the fact and, that he had to rely on everybody. Well, he didn't have a problem with and, that. No, it was. He was directly calling out the fact that the thing that he hated and he it's not a direct he couldn't quote, get but, it himself. Right. It's not something that he can achieve by himself again. Right. Yeah. Like Which he can't. We know is not true. Correct. But right. The, you find that out eventually. But at that point. But why wouldn't Shinron know that? 
Well, in the show, Shenron doesn't even mention that it's temporary. But they don't ask him that either. They just want to know how to make a Super Saiyan God. They don't ask any of the details of it. Right, but they do the same thing in the movie. And in the movie, Shenron's like, yeah, it's a temporary form. You do this. Yeah. Well, it's only mm-hmm. temporary at first, though. Right, but it's that's not the thing, really is a like temporary the... form. It's just like Goku's it's temporary body if isn't... you get it shared from the other Saiyans. If you achieve it yourself, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Here's my thoughts on this. this is like same thing as Super Saiyan three, right? It's like at first he could do it. It took a lot of effort to change, and it only lasted for like thirty minutes. But obviously. Like we were just talking about on, and you mentioned Vince mm-hmm. that how easy it was for Goku to go Super Saiyan three. It was nothing at all compared to the show. Yeah, the show it's like he's fully powering up. He's going through his ah show. Which show? In Dragon Ball Z? No, in Super. In Super. In Super just in Comparing when he goes Super Saiyan yeah, three to fight Beerus. Beerus yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still rocking his Oz for sure. Yeah, okay. most definitely. He, he goes more through dramatic. the whole power up transform, whereas in this, it's like you just snap his finger in Super Saiyan yeah, three. Like and which do you like better? I think I like it better that it's easy for him. At I, this I point. like the implication of it being easier. I don't know that I like the drama of it. Same. Right. The I, drama of what? Like because that's one of the one of the super dope things about whenever they. Uh, achieve a new level or when they step it up a notch right like super saiyan 2 or super saiyan 3 like the first time he does super saiyan 3 like there's all of that power up and uh, all of I'm that saying. drama building no, i'm not talking about super saiyan god how easy it was i'm saying when he goes super saiyan 3 to show beerus his right. power like i said i like the implication that he has mastered it to the point where he can basically snap his fingers and do it right but i miss the drama of the actual power up from the show oh true where it's still a yeah. bit of and so there's, I don't know, there's some nuance there that we could argue about. Like in the show, it shows that Super Saiyan 3 is still a bit of a struggle. Which Whereas uh, the movie is like, yeah, he's already past this, you know, whatever. Let's do the new thing. Which I guess I see what you're saying. Like, maybe it shouldn't be that easy for him yet. Maybe. Because I, we're not that far past the end of Majin Buu when this Well, how works. many months past Majin Buu? Yeah, Pan's not even born yet. Right, so... Yeah. For him to make that leap in power doesn't make a lot of sense, maybe. Well, I don't know. Like, I think it's probably the same thing. It's expedited for the purpose of a movie. Right. Right, same, yeah, same thing. So, but, like, that that's the thing, is, like, in the Dragon Ball universe, there are implications that like how hard it is for them to power up is how mastered they actually have that. Right. So unintentionally expediting it for the show made it look like he was more powerful than he actually was. True. I well, and while we're uh, talking about power levels, there is actually something about uh, the show and the movie that's consistent that I want to talk to you guys about that. I feel like either we're complete dumbasses when we're looking at their power up, or their power levels completely wrong. Or there's also the fact that uh, I kind of have an explanation for it. But both in the movie and the show, uh, before Goku and Beerus' first fight, Beerus is kind of checking Goku out in his base form and goes... Like his ass cheeks? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, damn, girl, you're thick. And he's like, you're looking like a double wide surprise. He's like, I got a sweet tooth. I need some of that cake. <laughs> but anyways, let's... <laughs> but, anyway. but anyways, 
But yeah, you know, uh, he's checking Goku out in his base form, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you most certainly cannot defeat Freeze." That's in so. This form. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I agree. And then when he, he like in the show when he powers up to Super Saiyan, he goes, "Oh okay, you could defeat him in this." So okay, it's, that's I don't like that at all because clearly at this point Goku in his base form would spank. Freezes ass cheeks. Right. For real. Yeah. And especially when we get towards the end of the movie after he's gone Super Saiyan God, which is another interesting call out for you. Um, I, I think oh, before you go there, I just have a, I have, a, I have, a quick, I have a quick thought. Okay. I think if uh, Goku went Super Saiyan to fight past Frieza, it would be very similar to goku trying to fight beerus when he yeah. showed up on Go- king kai's planet yeah like goku super saiyan at this point is so far beyond and even yeah even in base even form, before so, the god form speaking of that though i kind of think i have an explanation for it though maybe we have been looking at their power levels wrong this whole entire time what if it's more or less a threshold within each transformation and it would kind of explain Goku and Vegeta a little bit, because Vegeta never hits Super Saiyan 3, right? Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, I agree. But maybe their power level is more or less like their base power form. They have to almost get down to perfection before they get to Super Saiyan 1, right? And then you perfect Super Saiyan 1, much like in this, uh, the Cell games kind of supports this. But you, all, you also need that emotional catalyst to transform the first time. Right, but... You know, it's like the Cell Games kind of supports that because when they spend that time in the hyperbolic time chamber, they know the world's, you know, existence is on the line with them getting stronger and they achieve Super Saiyan 1 perfectly. That's when Super Saiyan 2 becomes a thing. And so what if we've been looking at their power levels wrong to where it's more or less when you perfect a certain transformation... You move on to the next one, kind of like that, in GT. What that it doesn't sounds mean like. that the past levels don't get stronger as your body gets conditioned by the next level, though. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. You know what I mean? Like that that point is very true with the Super Saiyan God thing. So that, yeah, this that is happened one thing, in this movie, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. one thing that I wanted to call out specifically, just for like power scaling. At the end, when Goku is fighting Beerus after he falls out of God form and he is not Super Saiyan in the movie, mm-hmm. at that point, he is stronger in his base form than he was before as Super Saiyan 3. Because think about like it like vastly this. vastly stronger. Think about it like this. As you move on to a higher level, you're still conditioning your body at a high, like a crazier, like you're working out at a much higher rate. So even your base body would be conditioned way further than it was when say you fought frieza right Let's say you're goku so his super saiyan level okay look at this <laughs> goku in his the first time he transformed fought frieza was nowhere near as strong as when he fought cell mm-hmm. in his super saiyan form right not even close because he had perfected that form but also he was also even more powerful in his base form at the time, too, because he had per- perfected Super Saiyan. Right. Right. I would argue that, like, starting, like, at the perfect cell point, that base form Goku would whoop the shit out of Frieza. Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. I agree oh, with yeah. that. So, so yeah. like, I agree. Like, back to the original point of Beerus being like, oh, well, you couldn't have beat Frieza in this form. 
So like that, that was just a throw. That was a throwaway line to get him to transform. Yeah, see, I think, that's kind of why I think, I think a lot of this yeah, contradictory. Like contradictory, you know. It's like that I hated both in the show and in the movie. Like I'm with you there, and even you know I tried to like reason it with myself, but I'm still on the side of like, okay, this is kind of a plot. Hole. I think what I don't think it's a plot hole. I think Ted's right. Is like Beerus was pushing Goku. To be stronger, you know what I mean. He's like, oh, okay. he's he was like, goading him he, he, he on. He was you like, know? oh, you're nothing to me. Like you're right. nothing. And right. Goku he wanted was Goku prideful. to give him his all. Goku is pri- yes. Yeah. Goku yeah. is prideful, and so I think, and then Weiss on top of that is manipulating Beerus, manipulating yep. the situation. Oh, we yeah. can destroy the Earth when I finish my sushi. Right. Yes, he's constantly right. putting it on hold. Like, okay, wait, we're getting this travel platter to go. Like, hold on, I got to finish my food. Like, he's constantly in the background manipulating things. I think even if you don't realize it as you watch the show, well, either. And not only that, but like, um, his job is Beerus's handler. Right. Yeah. And so he doesn't need to physically restrain Beerus all the time. He's he, just like his PR person, yeah, you know. He He's like, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he can delay the situation, you know, and keep him calm. Yeah. Too. Which he does really good. Right. Yeah. yeah he's run, like, of a, oh. run of applause for and, Be- and yep. Beerus knows he can't like step out of line with Weiss. Right. No, because Weiss could kick his little kitty ass. But okay? th- th- their their dynamic is awesome. Like their I dynamic it, is great. Like it, he it, is like Weiss waits on him hand and foot. Yes, my lord. Blah 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 blah. But Beerus knows that at the you know drop of a hat, Weiss could fuck him up. Right. Like he doesn't actually fuck with Weiss. You know he gets he gets impatient with him and is like, okay, like I'm the diva. I want to do what I want to do. But he doesn't exactly go against Weiss either though he never tells him no you can't finish your food or no like we can't wait for like my little platter to go he's always very compliant with it which i think shows like almost like his submission to weiss almost in a sense you know it's Mm kind of like me and you i know if i ever fuck with you you'd fuck me up hell yeah i would (laughs) remember that you'd wreck your whole face exactly that's why i'm like okay yes dear every now and then like all right Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) you know the dynamic and we we talked about this earlier as we were watching the the movie we were like weiss is a sassy bitch fuck yeah Weiss so, is totally a sassy so, bitch, and so I love it. Beerus is the diva. Weiss is the sassy bitch. Exactly. And then Bulma is the sassy bitch, too. Yep. That's right. She's and like that's... the sassy bitch times ten, and Maybe though. that's why she gets away with the shit she does with Beerus. Is well, because it... every time she fucking backhands him, she's like, oh, fuck. I'm getting Weiss vibes here. I better not fuck around. Well, right. actually, aren't we, uh, Bulma and Weiss... The perfect best friends. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yep. Especially like, in the show. They are fucking twins. Yeah, in the show, well, they I, become, I like, mean, best friends. They have similar traits. Bulma's obviously more bitchy uh, and loud, but Weiss is bitchy, too, and he, like, talks shit on so many people in this movie, and he, like, drops these funny-ass jokes yeah. on people and roasts everyone. And yep. they yeah. both have... A little dude with anger problems that they have to manage. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, yep. oh, Bulma would be a perfect angel. 
Nice. Imagine her with Ultra Instinct. That would be pretty dope. That'd be cool. That'd be scary. Because right. as they're on King Kai's planet, rewinding back, Goku is like, he freaks the fuck out. And this is like when King Kai already knows that Beerus is awake and they need to keep Goku and them and him separate at all costs. Yeah, in right. the show. And, and so Goku freaks out and he's like, oh, fuck. And King Kai's like, oh, Jesus. And he goes running over there like, what's wrong? Oh, fuck. He thinks Beerus is on the way. And he's like, I forgot Boma's birthday. And she's so scary. She's going to be pissed. It was interesting, the different voice lines, like that, how that was acted out in the movie versus the show. Like, and then I think you were more quoting the show. And yep. the I'm going to be pissed was from the movie. It yeah. was. Yep. And then. uh King Kai's like, oh, fuck, they're on the way. And he, she, he's like, what? Bulma's coming here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, beer is motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> Fucking love it. I Dude, love in King the Kai. interaction between Beerus and Goku initially when uh, King Kai's making him be polite. Yeah, that's It's an shit. honor it's for a, you to meet me, yeah. sir. He's like, if you say so. <laughs> right, if you say so. He's probably like, you idiot. Oh, they're they're they're, they're getting a kick out of it. Oh, yeah, and th- I think that's another thing that, like, you, you start catching the undertones pretty early that Beerus actually, he likes Goku He's amused by it. I think he enjoys the fact that there's this saying out there that's like, hey, let's spar. I want to fight you. And like Beerus says, in all his years as a destroyer, nobody's ever shown up and been like, hey, I want to spar <laughs> you. Like, I want to see how strong you are. And I think that's what keeps... His also his motivation for not destroying the Earth is he wants to see how far Goku's going to take it, you know? Right. And I think he also likes that it's got to get old, man. People kissing your ass everywhere you go. Right. But every time this, they don't, he fucking wrecks them like King Vegeta. And then Vegeta. you get this, like, not disrespectful, but he's just, he doesn't know. Yeah. And, and just somebody that treats you normally. Well, it's got to be like a celebrity, right? It's like you... That's why it's hard for celebrities to find, like, good relationships, right? Is because, like, if you find... It's got to be hard to find somebody that doesn't know who you are. Or, right. or is it, at the very least, doesn't, like, fanboy about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fanboy, does it, yeah, doesn't treat you like you're this celebrity. They just treat you like a person. Well, it's like Goku with Grandmaster Zenny. Yeah, he doesn't. He thing. doesn't treat him at all like he could destroy him with a snap of his fingers. He's like, "Hey, dude, let's hang out. Like, let's play. Like, we'll be oh. friends." Yeah. Everybody flips out the whole time, whereas his innocence, you know, Goku's innocence is almost what kind of gives him mm-hmm. that pass almost where people just are like, oh, he. I like he's, this guy. I like this guy. He's way more interesting than your normal average Joe. And I think that's that's also what we love about Goku and what plays so much into, you know, his character is. People just love him, whether they're you know destroyer gods or not. They his innocence you just love. Yeah, and he's hilarious, and that's what's like funny. He's like an idiot, but he's also the nicest guy ever. And all he wants to do is just fight. He just yeah. wants to become stronger. It's not even you know a fight of ego. It's he just wants to keep training himself to be better and better. It's I, I and I love that. And even Beerus in the movie, I don't know if he says it in the show, but he's like. Uh, in all my eons of life, or whatever he says, uh, nobody's ever issued me a challenge like this. It's like, in the show and the well, movie. Yeah, he and he's, says that he's the second 
like strongest foe he's ever fought and and Goku's reaction to it is oh what a bummer only second you know yeah. like that shows you right there who was Goku's the first dedication oh Whis Whis that's a compliment dude yeah yeah because Whis yeah. is fucking whole nother level like, and we don't Weiss, really find that out till later on and that's but. true and then you find out that there's even people that are above Weiss yeah, like, like his Weiss dad is, Weiss's daddy would yeah. fuck some shit oh, yeah. yeah Weiss's dad would well, and destroy even, some shit even when Beerus wakes up uh, he's actually surprised that anyone would be able to defeat Frieza right so like that implies that the strongest being he's ever seen in the universe but would be Frieza. Frieza. Probably but up m- until that moment, but yeah. But Majin Buu had been around in the past, but we already talked about what if Majin Buu was the first destroyer without a handler? He was like the first version of a destroyer, but they quickly realized we can't just let something run loose. Uh, we need to have a handler on it. but And they put... Boo to sleep for good. But here's the thing, too. Beerus was sleeping when all the boo shit was going on, too. So he would well, have no idea right. no, the last act- he knew. Not that. Not that. Boo is actually uh, the beginning of the Dragon Ball timeline. His birth. Like, so he is as old as Universe 6. Gotcha. Seven. We're in seven. Oh, seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's what I mean. Maybe he was like the first try at a destroyer and they were like oh that doesn't work very good because he'll just kind of destroy everything and they put him away and then bobby or no bibbity found out about him and released him again and that's when the supreme kai's right like, stepped and in and then to, he gets like, put away again down. and that's when uh bobbity finds him later and that's you know mm-hmm. what we see in z but then again i think she's still onto something because when Whis is showing Beerus, you know, the Goku and Frieza thing, how would Whis be unaware of Boo being on Earth? And I don't think he would that? care. It's, it's, it's. But wouldn't he tell Beerus that there was someone stronger than Boo or stronger than Frieza? Because Boo is clearly stronger than Frieza. I don't think it would right, matter at that point. He was already gone. Yeah, and he's been locked away for quite a while when Frieza was around. Well, right, but I mean, the point of him showing. Beerus, that whole fight was Beerus is like, oh my god, Frieza. It would have made a lot of him. It would have made a lot of sense for the, him to know about because, yeah, he did fight the Kai's like million years ago or whatever, right? Right, right. So then, why wouldn't Beerus know? Right, or why wouldn't Whis show? I get what you Goku, guys are saying. Yeah, why wouldn't Whis show Goku fighting Boo as more of a? Oh fuck, this guy is yeah, powerful maybe, than Frieza. Yeah, Majin Buu should have been the. Should have been what they were talking about. I yeah, think. even Cell would have made. Well, more yeah, sense. even Cell would have made more sense because well, Freeze no, wouldn't. They wouldn't know about Cell though. Weiss would. Why wouldn't uh, they? Beerus wouldn't. Oh, I guess Weiss would. Yeah. Yeah, Weiss yeah. would know, would know Beerus everything. Wouldn't. Beerus wouldn't know shit. Yeah. Yeah, because Beerus Beerus slept through the entire like now all of Dragon Ball Z. Here's the thing too. Maybe Weiss intentionally held back the info on Cell. And Majin Buu because he didn't want Beerus to know what Goku's level was at at this point. Maybe, you know, he wanted to see what would happen when they actually got to Earth or, you know, to King Kai's planet. You know, that's a very real possibility, too. Right. Yeah. And there's also like 
we've been talking about Weiss manipulating shit from the sideline. Yep. And just kind of jumping way ahead to the ending for a minute. I like the ending of the movie better. Um, like Yeah, where they talk it out for a while. He didn't just like knock Goku mm-hmm. out and leave. No, and then past pretend to fall asleep. Past yeah. that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When rather than shooting a big energy ball and pretending to go to sleep, Beerus just shoots a rock. And he's like, oh, I destroyed some Earth. Right? right. I, I liked. I thought that was funnier first. That of all. is funny. It is funny. But uh, the conversation after that is what I really liked, where they start talking about like they offer Goku essentially <coughs> offer to train Goku as a god of destruction on the spot. Yeah. Right. Whereas it's which makes sense <clears throat> because it doesn't make sense for Goku to be a god of destruction. Yeah. Because he would never do that. Um, but it makes sense that they were to offer it to him being. The strongest person mortal they'd ever seen. Yeah, most definitely. That's not Whis, though. He would have seen the other universes, right? Already, sure. Well, yeah, Whis would be aware, but... He he would be aware of how how strong the other universes were at this point already. Yeah, he should be. Well, yeah, he's like the Heimdall of Mm -hmm. fucking Dragon Ball Z, you know? Like, he knows all that's happening. Well, kind of, But the angels got to counsel up at times... You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but think about like when the North, South, East, and West Kai get together in Z. Yeah. And like they didn't know about each other's fighters. You know what I mean? Like how often do you think those angels actually convene? It's it's probably not like a yearly get together. But it seems to me the angels are much more informed than like King Kai. They might not get together as often, but I bet all of them are aware of everything that's oh, going yeah. on, whether they convene about it or not. Yeah, they probably you know? can talk to each other. They in probably their only minds. convene if it's urgent, you know, like when they decide to have, you know, the the tournament between all the universes, you know, that's probably when they go, okay, it's dire enough that we should probably talk about this. But, but, right, but at the same time, know. like just jumping ahead slightly to when uh, Weiss's sister's cruising through with Champa, like he wasn't aware that she was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean they would know about like individual people in other people's universes i don't think they're aware of individual people in their own necessarily unless they're exceptional like goku or vegeta or uh frieza right you know what i mean right yeah but even in the beginning weiss is like so in the show weiss doesn't seem to know a ton about the saiyans right in the movie he's a little more knowledgeable um obviously for expediency, but it's like, he doesn't even seem to be that in the loop about it at all. About well, the super Saiyan thing. Well, I think what he's doing is like reaching into an information pool almost. Right. Right. He's not, he doesn't know until he's seeing it in his staff. Right. And that's, that's the thing is like, how does that apply for the other universes, you know what I mean? Like, right. I get what you guys are saying with like them having like tabs on the other universes, and I'm sure they're aware of like a general power level. Mm-hmm. But like being able to call out like specific fighters, like it seems like jumping way ahead to like tournament of power, they would have warned everybody about fighters like Jiren, for example. Well, and even even Weiss is surprised, or like maybe not Weiss, but like. Definitely Beerus 
is surprised at some of the other fighters from the other universe. Well, maybe they're only aware of fighters in their own. Maybe they can't sense enough, you know, when it comes to the other universes. Maybe they don't, you know, their powers don't stretch that far. Or also, why would they worry about the other universes up until this point? Or it could be a block by Xenos, you know, so that they can't. It's not, maybe not that, but also, they might not know about individual people, like I was saying, but... They would still know that, like, before the tournament of power, right? They start, they talk about, like, <clears throat> the reason that those other four universes can't participate is because their average power level is just higher. Yeah, like, way higher, supposedly. Right. So, I imagine the angels would be aware of that fact. Yeah. And maybe not further. Like, not knowing, like, individual people. And maybe, you know, I mean, the thing is, too, like, you know, we only see what they give us in the show, and the angels kind of act so blasé, you know, in the show, but we don't know the full extent of what they know. You know, you only get snippets. Like, we thought Whis was the most powerful till we met his dad, and I think even then we still don't know the extent of what his dad could do. Well, the Grand Priest is definitely the strongest person in the universe as far as, like, strength. In the uh, multiverse, Zeno, they called him yeah, out in the in the multiverse, right? Yeah, yeah like Weiss is. There's a quote somewhere um, that Weiss is talking about him being the absolute best fighter in existence. Period. Yeah, yeah. there is no question. Right. Which and I, I wonder that, that would be so. F- I think everybody wonders what that would be like. And there yes. was like a there was a before the end of the tournament of power. Like they were at the beginnings of it. I think. And there was a really good fan-made, like, anime thing where they showed the Grand Priest, like, going rogue. And he was the big bad of that thing. You thought it was Jiren, but it's really the Grand Priest. You know what's funny about that, though, is the, the entire time we watched Super, the show... I always told Vince, like, I, I don't... There's something about... They couldn't fuck with him, though. There's no way they could let that happen because he I, would just wipe everyone out. I Sorry, know, but I feel I just feel like there's something about him, though. Like, I don't think he's purely all good, honestly. I feel like there is a little... little sketch, you know. So I think, I think him. that vibe that you're feeling off of him is that he's Zeno's not, not running shit. He is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, we know that, like... He calls all the shots, even though they want you to think that Grandmaster... It's a fucking... Oh! Oh, my fucking God. Oh! Okay. I just figured it out. He is Zeno's handler. Yeah. He's strong... It's the fucking same thing. It's I was the same just dynamic. getting on to that because I was thinking, what if Zenos and the Grand Priest step down? What if Whis the, and Beerus become that, and then that's what segues Goku and Vegeta? What if the angels are the creators of the universe? The I, multiverse. I think it's highly likely, and then Zeno is just the multiverse destroyer? It would make... Yeah, I was going right. to say, it, yeah, it would, it, that would totally fuck? make sense, you know, like with the he angels so- being... Losing his temper and destroying shit, and he's playing the game, destroying worlds. Yep. What the fucking shit, dude? Yeah, he doesn't really... Zeno is just a destroyer god. Can you think of him creating anything? No. And Zeno's almost like Beerus in the fact, too. They're very childlike. 
Even very the, much. What the fuck? Yeah, and like even the arena for the tournament of power, it was the grand priest that created it, right? Yep. Or it was all of the priests. It was all the yep that created it. All um, of the angels. Yep. While while well, then Zenny was just d- hanging out, doing his playing his little iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Holy then, shit! I just shit my pants. Dude. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I never considered that. Yeah. That's a bit of a mind fuck for sure. Like Beerus being, or Zeno being a d- the destroyer god for the multiverse. Yep. Mind freak. Instead of worlds. Yeah, because you he never see him worlds do... as a game when that's Beerus's job. Right. It and makes a lot of sense because, like, like I said, like just thinking about it, like I can't think of anything can... that he's ever done that it was good. And he has the power to, to destroy universes instead of worlds. Right. right, or well, but well, he's he's the mass destroyer. Yeah, that's he, cool. He he can destroy the whole universe. Whereas then you have, you know, people like Beerus or Champa. You have destroyers or the for guy. their like the for guy. their universe. You know, but as far as when it comes to the multiverse and just the whole world, you have you know Grandmaster, you know Zenny, and then he's got his handler because they all have that childlike quality of. Throwing tantrums and you know like Beerus over the pudding and Grandmaster Zenny just wants somebody to play with him. You know, and it's, it's yeah. funny to actually like if you stop and think about like the interactions between the Grand Priest and Zeno, and compare that to how Weiss and Beerus interact, it's very very similar. Very much so. Heck yeah! Unfortunately. Unfortunately, Chelsea and I do have to dip out real quick. But it's all good, dude. Yeah, really we figured you'd have to roll like. Yeah, we had to have a babysitter for our puppy, so you know <laughs> yeah. we we should probably. I think we had a badass conversation. Me yeah. and me and Ted can carry it from here. Oh yeah, definitely. We uh, give you guys some good points. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Well, you guys, you know, well, keep we're on gonna... doing your say, saying shit. You know. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're gonna Rocking pause it, it here, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, just me and Ted now. Where were we at? Um, we had trailed off a lot, and we're talking mostly about like the hierarchy of the gods. Oh yeah, so some of the like destroyers no theory. That I yeah. think is a good one. Have you ever heard that one? No, but I like it. I like it too. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Like I said, like the interaction between the grand priest and Zeno is very similar to like. Beerus and Weiss. Like, think about, well, the Grand Priest is the one calling all of the tournament stuff, right? Like, he's the one in control of the tournament. Zeno's just hanging back watching, like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's like a show for him. Right. He doesn't actually it's like, do anything. Right. He's just Other than snap watch. his fingers to destroy the universes that lose. Yeah. Destroyer. Right. I think it's, it's, a, it's a legit theory. I like it. Weird. That you came up with a good so, idea? It is weird. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying that's pretty crazy. It makes total sense. Yeah. And it's it what won- the angels do is like So that makes me wonder, is he strong enough to subdue Zeno? Assuming that theory is correct, that would be implied. Yeah. Like faster than Zeno, like Zeno has like crazy destructive power, but He's faster than Zeno and can put him down if he's going to get out of hand. Yeah, stop him from... Like, 
He's got to be so strong. So what well, kind of Zeno's not be, the thing is though is like Zeno's not a fighter by okay. all accounts. Like he doesn't fight. No, yeah, he just thinks things and they happen. True, essentially. So that would imply that the Grand Priest is faster than thought, or he would be using instant transmission all the time. Maybe, like Ultra Instinct to the max. Because it, isn't it kind of implied, like the Ultra Instinct stuff, isn't it implied that like there's only a few that have truly mastered it? And I'd be Other willing than to bet the, that the like, Grand... That, that, that would just mean... Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. I think right, I, like I, all I, of the angels As I was have... going to say that. But what I was going to say is... Before I thought about what you were saying... I was like, that would mean maybe just people that have achieved it that are mortal, but they never mastered it. Kind of like Kaioken. Uh, maybe, because they talked about Beerus not even having it mastered. Isn't Kaioken a god technique? But you never see King Kai ever use Kaioken. You, you don't ever see anybody other than Goku use it. Which is weird. A little bit. You would think there would be some master of it out there that Goku had to face. Wouldn't that, that have been cool? Yeah, that would have been cool. That, that could have been like a cool offshoot movie during Z. During the beginnings. I wonder if like Kaioken boosted Ultra Instinct. Well, yeah, and actually fighting at full strength. Because he's barely... Okay, because that's he, I don't Goku at his best, right? Perfect Goku, almost. He's not mastered it fully, but it's the best he's ever going to be. As far as, like, I don't think there's another level. No, as far as, like, fighting skill, no. Because then he's an angel, and then they fall into their roles as destroyer and angel of of Universe 7, right? Yeah. So. That would be cool. We still haven't seen that even in the manga yet, though, right? What do you think happens if he... Uses or do it? Is it even necessary to boost with Kaioken? But like, so my point was is like Goku is at his best. He's mastered his body and mind and right. Ultra Instinct. So then that would imply that his mastery of Kaioken would be just as perfect. No, but that's the thing is like he's already perfected Kaioken before they get to Ultra Instinct. Yeah, he's he is. But has he, though? Well, I, well, there can be true. subtlety in that. Well, yeah. But, like, the thing is, is like I don't think Ultra Instinct really has anything to do with their power at all. Or mastering a technique. It is all about your body just responding perfectly okay, but their in a power, situation. They're using their full power still. It's just that in that weird Ultra Instinct state. Right, like but still, Ultra Instinct is just they, about. I get that, but they are at their best. Body. Their autonomous body doesn't just mean like moving out of the way. It probably also means using their power to the fullest, right? With yeah, zero effort. Does. Yeah, it definitely does. So that would mean if he boosted with Kaioken, and it was a perfect version of that, maybe. But the thing is, is like Kaioken a mental thing or a physical thing? I think it's a physical thing, but boosting the physical or the mental with the physical, I don't think is a 
bad thing, right? No. Definitely not. I don't know. I, I I think the jury might be out on that one, whether Ultra Instinct would improve Kaoken or not. Right. Like, I don't think it would make Kaoken more powerful. Or Ultra Instinct more powerful, you mean? No, he, it would definitely make Ultra Insti- Instinct more powerful, but it wouldn't make Kao- In Ultra Instinct wouldn't make Kaoken better. You don't think? No, like it would be. You think Goku's mastered it to the fullest at, in the tournament of power? It's, against it's kind against, of implied against but Jiren. It's, uh, the thing is, is like a, just a super destructive technique. So, and he's gets it up to the point where when he's fighting Jiren, where it's not as destructive. But I think it's still essentially like leeching his life force. I don't think or, so. Like I don't think so at that pushing point. Pushing him so hard that, you know, it leaves him fucked up afterwards. I think what that was, like Kaioken damaging him, I think that was his body not being ready for all that yet. Right. Well, the, the whole point of Kaioken is it's pushing your body beyond its physical limits. At the beginning. No, that's the whole point of the technique. Yeah, but if you... True, I guess... Because if you had that power to begin with, you wouldn't need Kaoken. Right. It's a it's multiplying your physical and energy strength by whatever he calls out, essentially. Or that Super Kaoken, we have no idea. Wouldn't that mean that Goku was way weaker than Vegeta when they were fighting Jiren together then? I think That's it, why I say that Vegeta, like, really surpassed Goku in that moment. Even though they were equal, without Kaioken, Goku couldn't have matched Vegeta in that moment. Well, yeah, but that's Not like, even close. That's the same as saying that Vegeta couldn't have matched Goku without Super Saiyan Blue, too. Like, just part of who they are, though. But you never actually get to... They never actually say what exactly Go Vegeta does there. They just say he hits a new level, but it doesn't... They don't say... Yeah, it's like Super Saiyan Blue Sparkles. Well, I think it's Super Saiyan 2 in Blue Well, yeah, form. I, I think that's the implied equivalent. I would so agree. So that would mean that Goku can match Super Saiyan 2 Blue with Kaioken. Right. And that is nuts. It is nuts. And the other thing there is like... Yeah, technically, without Kaioken, Goku's a little weaker than Vegeta in that moment. But as soon as Goku can hit that level 2, with Kaioken, just blows past Vegeta again. But is it even necessary anymore? Well, yeah. With Ultra Instinct? Yes. Because Ultra Instinct doesn't make you more powerful, and it doesn't make you faster. So they still need to continue to be stronger to beat stronger opponents. True. Like... Legit, all Ultra Instinct is because is their, yeah, like we said, it puts their body into full automation mode where their brains don't have to think; their bodies just respond before a brain signal is even sent. That's kind of how it's described. And when he first starts using Ultra Instinct, like defensively, he uses it amazingly, but they notice that he's not hitting very hard. Right, because he he's having to still think about. Between defend and attack somewhat. Well, no. he's he's His defenses are fully automated, but he was still thinking about the attack side. Right. 
And not only that, but he wasn't using anywhere near as much power in his hits with Ultra Instinct either, if you remember correctly. So not only were his attacks like not as not fully automated, they also weren't as powerful as they should have been. So like towards the end he's getting it nailed, but anyway, if we're getting way, way out of the fucking yeah. okay. <clears throat> Good points all around, I think. Well but yeah, like, but I have a feeling that that's how the vast majority of the whole stretch of super episodes are gonna go. Yeah. Is Well, I've read past the Tournament of Power, I think you'll like it. I don't think it's what you'll expect, but I think it's really good. Word. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to start airing next year, right? Well, you could just go read the manga, too. Well, yeah. And I plan on it as soon as you're done. But anyway, let's get back to... Uh, Basically... What didn't we cover about the movie? So Basically, the whole fight and shit. Well, yeah, but so... Vegeta fighting Beerus, like, especially after the Bulma scene, like, that was, that was really cool because... Oh, yeah, we should talk about was, Vegeta real quick. Yeah, there's several just, different things, specifically from the show. The movie kind of doesn't do Vegeta justice, in my mind. The movie doesn't? No, I think his arc is a lot better in the show. Like, it shows his recovery and his turnaround to being a good dude and friends with Goku a lot better. Like, one specific call-out is, like, the knockout scene when Goku's falling after he fights Beerus, and Vegeta's the one to make sure to catch him. Mm. Like, little stuff like that. Yeah, true. And all of that little nuance is definitely missing from the movie. But you also get a lot of that in the way that Vegeta, as soon as he realizes who Beerus is, right, he immediately starts to be submissive. Oh, yeah. And he's a little stage dancing in the movie. Jesus Christ. And he does all the weird, crazy shit he does to protect everyone. Right. So you don't get, yeah, you don't get him catching Goku and that, like him and Goku bonding stuff. Right. But you get him protecting everyone else. Right. So my, I get that, but I think for the future of Super, like going past the Tournament of Power, how they're setting things up, like his bond with Goku and how you catch the nuance in the show versus the movie is actually pretty important later on. Or will be more important It's true. I think as far as them working together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But you, you you still get that later on. It's not like this is the end all... I know. You still get yeah, all I, that. I get that. I'm just saying the show did it better yeah. from that perspective. I mean, because we, like we said, we are comparing the two. Right. So that's a good point. Yeah. So and like that, the whole Beerus fight with Goku, like I like the art style and the animation better in the movie than the show. Like the show's great. But that's one thing that we didn't talk about with Chelsea and Vince was like the art and... Yeah. Animation. And like I like the extra detail to like shadow in the movie. Like I think it's always been the case. The movies are always slightly better art and animation than the than the show. At the very least they're more consistent. Yeah. Well in the movie, yeah, they gotta be. It's a movie. Right. So 
I really like that aspect of the fights. Like um, you and I had talked about before, like you were telling me how much better the King Kai planet fight was. And it is. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. And the way Goku punches the planet and it. Oh yeah, punches blows the hole out the other it. side. Yep. And like it's that. not just that. It's like I brought it up during when we were talking about the the superhero movie, like the hits feeling more impactful, mm-hmm. like the animation and how they capture more of the feel of the fight is way better in the the movies than the shows in general. Right? Like there's some great fight scenes in the show, but they don't have that same like impact. Right. Like you can almost feel the hits in the movies, whereas the show not quite as much, if that makes well, any sense. So like that aspect I gotta hand to the movie. But specifically the last fight with Beerus and Goku is so much better in the show for like all of the drama and some of their interactions. And you get to see a lot more of Beerus pushing Goku to, to be stronger, to actually present a challenge. He wants a plaything. You know what I think a lot of that impact is though? It's just how it's animated. Not just that, but like the music is better yeah. in the movies. Oh yeah, definitely. And so it adds intensity to the fight. Yeah, why don't I, I don't understand why they haven't like it's probably a budget thing, you know. Well yeah, I guess. But just like the style of music. The type of music yeah, is I don't just better. See why, than yeah, I mean it's true. You could probably use the same they do it anyway, they use the same music throughout Dragon Ball Z. Right. And I'm pretty sure in Super Two. Yeah, and then like there's like all the move the movies have their own like specific soundtracks like they're different yeah. than everything else but and that's like, what there's makes not it any stand reason out the that intensity right there's, there's no reason that they couldn't do more intense music during those fight scenes like they're true. making the music regardless like just make it better true another thing so we were going to talk about vegeta and like so all the crazy shit he's doing and yeah, well, he had his big turnaround during his sacrifice during Maj- the Majin Buu thing, right? Right, yeah, that was that was like the real that tip was, over point. That like, was he's his been turning point. Him. But in this, you get to see him maintain that point of view. Yeah, like fully embraced at this point. Where and he's protecting is, everyone. Right, yeah, and this isn't even that far after Majin and, Buu. And not only <clears throat> in, to fight. Like, of course he's willing to fight, but he's willing to make himself look like a fool at this point to protect everyone and the Earth. Right. When they were fighting Boo, he was reluctant to do the fusion dance. Yep. No, not the fusion dance. Because he didn't want to look like a fool. They never did, though. Right, but they talked about it. Did they? Yeah. And he told him no. Right. And that was that when they got the earrings? Yeah, maybe. Oh no, it was between. Um, so the f- they come out of their Gogeta f- or their Vegito fusion while they're inside Boo, and then they were talking about refusing afterwards, but they didn't have another set of earrings. So Goku was trying to get him to learn the dance. And he was like, "Hell no!" Yeah, he's like, "I don't." I think, think so. I remember in the Needle Mountain. I think so. Or was that the movie? Or no, that's when they put on the earrings. Or no, that was in the Janimba movie. Yeah, I was going to say the Needle Mountains. That was definitely the, the movie. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> it all blurs together. Yeah. What's it up, is buddy? all joyous. I don't know. Where's the other two? 
My son's looking for his tablet. Um, where is the other thing? I don't. They had to go home. Oh. Yep. We're almost done. Okay. I love you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I think you took it somewhere. Um, yeah, so we've covered a lot over the last while, and some of it is starting to kind of blur together. Yeah, well, it does. Which is fine. Um, but what haven't we covered yet? Well, we talked a little bit about the fight. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking about Vegeta. And so his willingness to make himself look like a fool. But then, you know, and he was willing to do the, all that and avoid a fight right. for the first time ever. Right. And well, the only thing that pushed him over the edge, really, Bulma. was the Bulma slap. Yep. And we got to obviously talk about that. It's a big, important part of the whole beginning of Super. And one of the standout things that people talk about the most yeah, is the Bulma slap by Bulma. Right. And, uh, and, which, and I think I agree with you guys. I think it was better in the show. Yeah. Because you had that build up. Yep. But I also I, like I do like how he how just quick snapped. and callous it was in the movie. How he just yep. snapped. And that makes sense. Where well, he's just yeah. like, What the fuck? Well, not only that, but the whole the actual slap itself I liked. Just quick. Yeah, so like Bulma walks up in the movie and slaps Beerus and Beerus just looks at her and then just fucking backhands her. Yeah. Just slaps her to the ground. Yep. Whereas in the and show, then, like they yeah, dramatize the shit out of it, and they show and him... Vegeta begs him not to do anything before he slaps her. Right. So it shows a more callous side of Beerus on the movie side, which, again, expedited for movie purposes, we know. But. Is it more callous? Because Vegeta's, like, begging him to not, like, do anything to her, and then he slaps her, right? In the show. I think. He's like, please... Like, I think, I'm pretty sure he, like, begs Beerus before he hits Bulma in the show. Yeah, could But, be. like you said in this, Bulma like slaps him, and he just, like, looks at her and just slaps her to the ground. Yeah. And it's not, like, the whole dramatic slow motion. It's just, like, blap, and she hits the ground, and Vegeta loses his fucking mind. Yeah, I like that part better than... Because it was like instant rage mode, right? Whereas in the show, like it too. was... Because like, if you watch somebody slap your wife, you wouldn't be like, oh! Right, flashing back through a bunch of arguments for a minute and then get angry and then do yeah. it. Like, you would respond immediately. Yeah, you would. he just lost his shit yeah. instantly. Yeah, and I also thought it was cool that he was landing... So I think an interesting bar to point out. So when Goku was Super Saiyan 3 on King Kai's planet, he couldn't even hit Beerus. He couldn't even, not even close. Right. So how does and that Vegeta, make sense? I wanted to and talk Vegeta about that. Vegeta is fucking him up. How is that possible? I don't know. But, okay. It makes a little sense because after Goku loses Super Saiyan God, he, in the movie, he's not even Super Saiyan yet. He's just ra base form and is still is stronger by a wide margin than his Super Saiyan 3 was like 20 minutes before. Right. And Vegeta, that, okay. So what does that mean about Vegeta? 
I think he, that was just pure rage fueled. Like he surpassed Super Saiyan three. In Super Saiyan one. Well, two probably. Uh, I didn't see. I any would lightning. imagine it's like two, maybe I not. I don't remember seeing any lightning, so it would have been one. Okay, so why would they stop using the higher forms? So yeah, that's another thing that bugged me about the end of the fight is after yeah why why he gets was knocked it, out of after he knew he was just a Super Saiyan. Why wouldn't he just go Super Saiyan 3? That would obviously make him even stronger. His Super Saiyan 3 would be stronger because right, like he's, he was just stronger in general. Right, his regular Super Saiyan form was already vastly superior to his Super Saiyan 3, so him never getting back to Super Saiyan 3 was a big missed opportunity in my mind. Yeah, like what the fuck? Why wouldn't he? Like they could have they could have ended it the exact same way been, that they did. I think maybe it's like a device to separate because if he sucked his Super Saiyan 3 in the beginning, nah, that's bullshit. No, fuck that. Because they already explained in the movie that his body was... Readjusted. Readjusted and able to... And stronger because he had, had experienced that. So well, why wouldn't his Super Saiyan 3 be stronger? Like, like insanely stronger. Yeah, I, I, and then, then, like I said, it's a then, real missed opportunity. He should have gone Super Saiyan three after he lost God for him. And definitely. then he would have been giving Beerus a crazy, like actually maybe pushing him a little. Like even if they didn't change how it played out at all, and he just realized it and then instantly went Super Saiyan three, I think that would have been because like. There's a little bit of a contradiction because we know he can go Super Saiyan 3. We know that he is vastly stronger after the God form. And towards the end, like especially in the movie, Beerus is like, I just want to hear you give up. I want to hear you say that you give up. And Goku says, I do. That's everything that I have. And it didn't do anything. When in reality, it wasn't everything he had. Because he still didn't Super Saiyan 3 after the God form. I know. So, kind of a letdown. Well, here's... We get to see Super Saiyan 3 post-God form way later on in the Tournament of Power. Well, that's... Yeah. But that might be the last you see of it for a long time. Or ever. Yeah. It potentially could be gone. That could be the end of Super Saiyan 3 because if they only stick to Ultra Instinct... But, like you said... They need to be stronger, so there's potential to see Super Saiyan 3 blue. Yeah. Since we've possibly, possibly we've seen a Super Saiyan 2 blue. 2 blue. Right. In Vegeta, so... Yeah, it definitely had different animation. And so so then maybe there's potential to see a Super Saiyan 3 blue Vegeta. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think they'll that ever would make be cool. I would love to see it, but I don't think they'll ever give Vegeta that. No, because like his his look is so iconic. Right. It's much more important to his character than Goku's. So like Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta was super cool, but it still looks like Vegeta. No, but you can Whereas say the you, same thing about Goku though, dude. Yeah, to a like, certain yeah, extent. Yeah, his look is maybe more iconic than Vegeta's. Well, yeah. 
Like I get that, like his but hair like, shape, like you see that a silhouette, and you know what that is. Right. You could see. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Vegeta, but I don't think it's as recognizable. Like you, he's see, the only. You could see the Goku's hair, and put it in like some grass. <laughs> and color it the same, and you would see that and go, "Oh, that looks like Goku's head." <laughs> but you put Vegeta's in there, maybe not. Well, yeah, like, I get it. I don't know. I just really don't think they'll ever make Vegeta Super Saiyan three. Just my opinion. I don't think, I don't think so either, will. and I think it's kind of sad, but whatever. Yeah, he'd be weird. I don't think it's fair. I think, weird I, to see I him think it's kind of weird that he wouldn't hit that though. Like, even if he just was like, oh, look, I figured it out, like, just in passing, and not even necessarily use it in a fight, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because I don't think, they made it seem like Goku hitting Super Saiyan 3 was just in training. Like, he just kind of hit that as he got stronger. So why wouldn't Vegeta hit that and be able to do that? Because he's clearly beyond that. So why wouldn't he just naturally hit that since Goku did? Yeah. Maybe he's intentionally not doing it. Why, though? Because it's a limited time thing. Yeah. Like the Ascended Saiyan thing. He just kind of was like, eh. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking, actually, was the Ascended Saiyan shit. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe he's just more focused on... It'd be nice if he would explain that, though. Yeah. And they would just kind of... Like, somehow... Because people want that, obviously, right? So... Yes and no. Like, I'm 50-50 on it. Like, I think it would be cool to see, but I think he'd look weird as fuck as Super Saiyan 3. Maybe. He'd probably look like Gotenks a little. Kinda. But, like... A big part of Vegeta's look is his eyebrows. Yeah, I could see that. Stripping those away kind of ruins his whole face. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just looking at things in like a logical. Well, yeah, stance. logically he should be able to do he it. He should be able to do it like it, no problem. Like logically, all of them should be able to. Who? All of the Saiyans. Yeah, Gohan. Goten, Trunks. Uh, maybe not Goten and Trunks. Yeah, maybe, but they should be able to at least be. In Super terms Saiyan of like twos. raw, in, in terms of raw power scaling, they're Super Saiyan forms. Like they're in the same boat. Sense. Like their base body forms are stronger than Goku when he beat Frieza. It makes sense for Goten and Trunks to not be able to do Super Saiyan two because Why? they. But so in at the. At the same time, then why the fuck would Go Tanks be able to be a Super Saiyan three, and Super Saiyan two, because yeah. Super Saiyan two requires a crazy like emotional catalyst, right? But maybe not because Goku and Vegeta both hit it in training too. Yeah. So I think only the initial Super Saiyan thing really needed the emotional catalyst. That's weird. I never actually thought about that. Gohan getting Super Saiyan 2 during Cell was a whole different deal. Yeah. That was just that was just tapping more of his potential, essentially. Right. 
that wasn't necessarily a catalyst to Super Saiyan well, 2. Well, maybe some people need that. Maybe guys like Goku and Vegeta don't necessarily. Like, they figured it out the first time around. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is how this works. And they know how it feels to do that. And, like, probably understand when they're close to a threshold. Yeah, could be. And it, it's kind of weird that they... It sucks that they don't show that a lot of times. Is like... Maybe it's not as exciting as like their first transformation and where or watching Gohan, but also it would be cool just what to see the point in their training where they were like, was it like an easy thing to where they're like, oh, I kind of feel, and they just kind of tap into what they felt a little bit when they transformed the first time. And well, they, they, and they, they just they kind of call some of that shit out. And they kind of just push it. Well, yeah, but they call some of that shit out during the Tournament of Power with Kefla. Where she's like, before that, like she's trying to... Like, the back uh, tingle thing? Yeah. Which is the first mention that I you ever a, get of it. That was weird. It didn't, it didn't bother me. It's just her way of describing it. Right. Like replicating that, that feeling in your body point, without the emotional catalyst is essentially what they were doing. Yeah, beyond that, like her transforming, like not everybody's the same. Right. So she didn't really require uh, an emotional catalyst, and she had conditioned her body way beyond like Goku when he fought Frieza. Yeah, that's true. Like she was probably stronger than Goku as a Super Saiyan when he fought Frieza when she so she was like right there already yeah probably a long time before she ever transformed yeah it's possible like the other the universe 6 Saiyans were definitely like base level way stronger than the universe 7 Saiyans yeah it's weird and they're like scrawny yep What's up with that? I don't fucking know. It's a little bizarre. I would agree. I mean, it's the same thing with like Frieza, though. Little tiny dude fucking shit up. All right. We got a couple minutes. I just wanted to make the quick point. One of my favorite things about the movie over the show is like when Goku lost God form. He was in. And I already brought it up, but I just wanted to make it like highlight it because i think it's dope that they made him base form and i I think it actually makes more sense i think it makes way more sense because he wasn't super saiyan like the the whole idea of like the super saiyan god is kind of bullshit in my mind because super saiyan god is super saiyan blue because yeah to me the red form is a saiyan god yeah true like that, a Saiyan it, God, Super Saiyan God is blue. Right, like to it's, me, like it makes a, it's more a sense. It's misnomer. They gave it, you know. Right, yeah, and, and maybe it has more to do with translation. I have no idea, but like the idea that like Super Saiyan Blue is Super Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, like that's just retarded. and it sounds dumb as fuck. Right, yeah. So you have Saiyan God, which is red, and then you have Super Saiyan God, which would be blue. Yeah, that makes. That's how they should have done it in my mind. Just, For sure. Yeah, just I agree. Opinion. I agree. And along that line of thinking, like you said, like where he goes back to base form when he falls out of God form, 
that makes a lot more sense in the movie than it did in the show because he shifts out of Super Saiyan God in the show and into he's Super Saiyan. Into Super Saiyan, which you sh- you gonna have one makes sense. Before we wrap it up, you gonna have a little one? Nah, I think I'm good. Come on. Nah, I'm all right. Let's see. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Nah, I, uh, this is my last one. Yeah, we made it like halfway through that bottle. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what was your favorite part of the show versus your favorite part of the movie? I think that'd be a good way to wrap it up. I think favorite parts would be a better way to put it. I like, just overall, I like the expediency of the movie. Yeah, me too. Like I said, like it's not that I, I didn't enjoy some of the, drama, the filler and I'll, I watched it the first time around. But I don't necessarily need to see that every time I want to go back. Right. Which it's makes like, sense. I, I I kinda, that's where I like kind of dig the movie idea and having the show is like I can do that. I can yeah. like watch the quicker version. I guess that's what Dragon Ball Z Kai is. Yeah, it's like the new iteration of Kai. Right. It's a good way to look at it. But I think they're going to not do the movie thing necessarily because I don't think they're going to do the Broly show version. You know what I mean? No, that'd be and Or the cool. superhero version. Like getting to see more of that would be super dope. You're going to see more Broly in the well, show Well, yeah, later, but like though. seeing that extended out would have been cool. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, it's kind of hard to I tell. I like it as it is. But at the same time, like, look at the the Beerus fight, for example. Like, it was way more drawn out in the show than it was it in the movie. I don't think it needed to be drawn out, though. Well, no. I, I, I disagree, because you get more of that undertone of Beerus pushing Goku to be stronger. True. It was like he was training him. Right. Whereas, like, he was giving him time to adjust to that god body and learn how to actually use it. And, and then like, there's, he, a, and then there's an interesting direct comparison between the movie and the show is when he first goes Super Saiyan God, his first swing at Beerus in the show, he fucking whiffs and overshoots the fuck out of it because he doesn't know how to control his body. Like, that's he zooms yeah, past him. True. And in, in the movie, there's none of that. Yeah. So there's that's there's a, a lot of nuance get... that could have been added into that Broly movie if it was a show. I agree. That's my point. I agree. Are you saying, like, Broly having a hard time adjusting? No, I was talking but about Goku that... adjusting to his God body. No, I'm saying, but you... I get what you're Broly raging out and having full control makes sense because he's just a rage beast. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. That's the thing is I don't know what nuance they could have added, but there's a lot more room for that kind of nuance in the show versus the movies. Okay, and you got to wonder, is Broly, is his legendary form just a crazy version of Super Saiyan or Saiyan God? Like, he... I don't... Like, any Saiyan can be a Saiyan God, but he is, like, an actual... God. Maybe. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Like that that's the thing is like we have so little Broly information in general. Yeah, the legendary level is strange and it would be cool to have more explanation on it. I thought it was cool that they tied it in in Universe Six as well though. Oh yeah. Like they definitely were no match for Broly. No. Like, Broly would have wiped the floor with... Oh, my God. He would have wiped the floor with everyone at the tournament. Oh, yeah. Which is nuts. That's what I'm saying is, like, he is clearly a god level. Right. Like, that his energy's different. Like, it's not even the same as, like, a regular Super Saiyan. 
Right, but is it is it divine energy is what it comes down to. I think it to. is. I don't think it is. I think that's they can, why it looks weird. I don't think it is because even when they're not super, even when they're not super Saiyan God, they can still sense the energy, so it's not divine. True. Because mortals can't sense divine energy. Weird. They can't sense the divine energy until they go He's super Saiyan God. He's just an exceptionally perfect specimen he, he's of a, like a... He's a mutant. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a he's a genetic defect that's well, badass. He's the singularity and mortal power, like the absolute peak yeah. of mortal energy and power. Yeah, imagine him going Super Saiyan God. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how we get rid of Frieza Black or Black Frieza. You can't say that, bro. That's racist. I didn't write the fucking manga. <laughs> anyway, we got to wrap this up. I think this is a good episode. Fun stuff. Oh yeah. I think introing Super by comparing the movie to the show was definitely a good route. Like, I liked a lot of the the differences. I think my favorite part of the movie versus the show was how the fight ended and how Beerus left. Like, him pretending to fall asleep is just kind of stupid. Whereas him just being like, oh, I destroyed a piece of Earth. Yeah, and then I like that actually a lot talking to Goku for a while. Right. And just kind of like... Like you said, offering, or Weiss offered, or who offered. Yeah, it was Weiss. Weiss, Weiss was like, yeah, we could train you to be a, a god of destruction. And Goku's like, nah, nah, I'm all right. Oh, and that's you the other thing is in the show. The, in the show, it's Vegeta that gets offered that, you gotta not wonder, Goku. Before Later we, on. Before we hit the, before we hit, we got to, like I said, but you got to wonder why, if that's why Weiss was stalling Beerus so much from destroying the earth by being like, oh, I'm going to eat this. It wasn't so much the food, but he saw the potential in Goku and Vegeta and everybody on earth. Yeah. To where he was like, this is not normal. Yeah. Right? Everybody here is stronger than who we thought was the strongest person in the universe by like a wide margin. Right. It's very abnormal. Yeah, he's like, like this all is kind of weird. <laughs> all of the Universe 7 power is concentrated on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, nothing else in the universe well, even matters. Well, I think that's just, like, being around that and, like... Pushing each other? Yeah. And then, obviously, like, enemies that are super strong will come to them. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a vision in... Age of Ultron. He's like, our very strength invites conflict... Right. He's like, we create our own villains just by being... Us. Yeah. By existing. Just by being here. Yep. That's crazy. I think that's a good note to end it on. Go check out thecomiczone.com. We have, of course, all of our episodes there. Links to wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and check out our TikTok and YouTube and YouTube and Instagram. Bill, Instagram? Oh yeah, Bill. Oh, okay. Um, this has been the Comic Zone. Dragging these balls. It's fun, dude. Yeah, I had a good time. It's kind of interesting. This is the first one we've done. And Chelsea was amazing. Yep. Uh, Big thanks for usual. her. Yeah, for Coming sure. Coming on. Shout out to Chelsea. Um, and fuck fans. 
Yep. Fucking bombing out. Being a little bitch. Yep. This is Fucking the Comic Zone. Peace. Later.